It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the special Friday recruiting show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr, Ryan Snyder, here with me to preview the biggest weekend of the year so far. Uh, it's official visit weekend. Ryan, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. You and Fitz have done a great job over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com getting fans information early before it becomes public. So we know all the names coming up this weekend, but we're going to dive into some of the storylines around those names. Right off the bat, anything interesting you want to share, anything top of mind for you that, uh, this morning while we're recording for what you think coming up this weekend? Uh, 13 players, you know, half of whom hold a four-star rating, right? So that that's good to see. And, you know, a couple of those three-star guys as well certainly are, are what we would consider, uh, I don't want to consider late risers, but, you know, fast rising, right? You know, guys yeah. who really uh, picked it up uh, interest-wise during the spring evaluation period. So that's... That's good to see, right? Those are the guys you want your school to be involved with. Those guys who've gone under the radar a little bit, you know, they go out and see them during the eval period, and you know, all of a sudden they're picking up six, seven, eight offers in a in a three week span uh, th- throughout May. So, uh, Penn State's involved with a couple of those guys, but you know, a lot of, a lot of familiar names as well. You know, from from Liam Andrews to Jalen Harvey. Uh, you, you have uh, Polly Polly coming up as well, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit. He's, of course, an in-state prospect, Xavier Gilliam. So we'll get into all these guys, but uh, it's, it's you know, a quality weekend, 13 guys. It's about what you expect for that first weekend. You'll see the next two weekends, you know, probably especially next weekend with the committed guys coming in. Uh, you'll, you'll see a couple bigger numbers, but Penn State likes to try and keep it around 15 or so guys. You know, it's, it's, you want to get as many guys on campus as you can, but you also want to make sure that you don't have too many that they're not getting the, the ample amount of time. You know, staff's only so big. They've expanded a lot in recent years, but, you know, you want to make sure that uh, those guys are always getting everything they need it uh, whenever they need it, really. A couple of position coaches will have their hands full, and we're going to get into that in terms of positional breakdown and some of the interesting parts of how all of this came together. The thing that I, I want to start with, though, is uh, Fitz, I believe it was either on the Wednesday show or last week, called the first weekend kind of a warm-up weekend where you don't want to have all of your most important prospects coming on campus. You want to have a select number. Uh, but this list grew pretty quickly and substantially, I'd say, towards the the end of this week, heading into the official visit weekend, where now it's a, it's a it's a pretty great list so far. Let's start with Liam Andrews, as you mentioned. Uh, he's going to be here. Can you tell us how this kind of fell into place and how important it is that he is here uh, this weekend to see Penn State and for Penn State to to continue to develop that relationship and try and stay in the lead for one of their top targets? Yeah, Liam's not one who talks a whole lot, right? So to can pretend that... I have a great feel on, on what he's been thinking throughout the whole process. I mean, what, what we would say is obviously he came up uh, for the blue-white game. And, you know, leading into that, it, it felt – I don't want to say Penn State was fading, but, you know, he was taking a bunch of visits down south and uh, all these different schools. And it, it certainly felt like, you know, at the time Penn State was maybe top three or so. And then it felt like, eh, maybe they maybe they're not uh, quite there. Uh, well, here you go. He comes back for the blue-white game. 
has a great great visit there and and all of a sudden it, it feels feel pretty comfortable in saying Penn State's going to be top three here. Uh, Florida, Wisconsin, certainly uh, they're both going to get official visits from what we understand. Florida is set for June 16th, and that's the school I'm, I'm really focused on. I think Wisconsin's certainly in the mix, but I, I do feel like this is a Penn State-Florida battle. Uh, you know, one thing Liam's already opened up about, you know, we know he has a senior project that he has to do uh, at his school, the Dexter School. Uh, if he wants to enroll early, it requires over 100, credit, or 100 hours of uh, some sort of service uh, that he has to get done. And with football season coming up, right, he needs to bang, bang those 100 hours out. So my point with all this is that, uh, you know, we know Florida's June 16th. I think Wisconsin is going to be in between those two. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we get a if we get a commitment here in June. Absolutely uh, early July at the latest, because, again, he, he wants to wrap this up. So uh, six, four and a half ish, 255. I mean, he we're, we're talking to him talking about him as a defensive lineman because that's that's where Liam wants to play uh but this is absolutely a guy who could play on either side of the ball Penn State just wants to get him here uh you know obviously get him signed and get him on campus yeah. at some point and and they'll they'll figure it out from there it, it just if you're watching the highlights here on YouTube it's hard because these are some new highlights he put together I think a new highlight package that more emphasizes his defensive line abilities and you know, we talk and talk and talk on the message board about finding a defensive tackle and finding a guy that can be kind of a game changer on the interior. And I understand Liam Andrews can play left tackle, and he would be one of the best tackle prospects that Penn State has gotten in the last four or five years. But I'm also really tempted, you know, watching that film just to go, you know what, I understand that. They have some upside plays, some guys that are really good on the offensive side. I don't think I'd be dissuading that much from playing defensive tackle, though, because... You don't have to be 315 pounds. You just have to be unblockable. And he has unblockable qualities. You see the way his hands work. You can see how quick he is, how violent he is. I think he would be a perfect fit in Manny Diaz's defense. Um, you know, how was... How I know you said that they're going to let him decide and, like, get him on campus. Uh, it, do, you, do you have any sort of feeling about how that positional breakdown would go in terms of, like, maybe this... A, a larger percentage of staff wants one way or the other. Do you have any like feel on that? No, not really. I mean, I, again, he wants to play defensive line. If he signs with Penn state, he's going to play defensive line to start it out. And as long as he performs, he's going to be a defensive lineman. Uh, yeah, they, they've, we we talk all the time about like, you know, we think the guy should be offense, but the kid wants to play defense. And, you know, we always are kind of projecting. I mean, like, let's look at Matthias Barnwell, for example, right? Yep. Like how many times yeah. do we think like, oh, Matthias Barnwell is not going to be a tight end. Well, guess what? He's playing tight end, you know? So, right. so, you know, how, how things shape up in a year or two, we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, when guys are down on the depth chart, right. That, that changes their mind a little bit on things, but make no mistake. If he, does sign with Penn State, he will be a defensive lineman and he will be a defensive lineman for at least his first year, right? And see see where the cards fall. So, uh, you know, I, at the same time, I know Phil Trotwine really wants him as an offensive <laughs> lineman. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great scenario to be in, right? A guy who can play both ways, a great athlete. Just want to get him signed, get him uh, get him on campus because, again, he would be an earlier enrollee and, you know, that would give him next spring to see how things shake out. Hard to be the one of the top offensive uh, line prospects and a top defensive tackle prospect all at the same time. Uh, that takes a, a rare level of skill and athleticism. I think Fitz has been uh, right on saying he's one of Penn State's top targets because I think that not only the position ability, but just his his superstar potential at multiple positions is, is huge for Penn State if they can land him. And, and it's going to be a big emphasis obviously this weekend with him on campus for an official visit before we get to the rest of the positions and names 
Let's tell you about today's sponsor, and that is My Perfect Franchise. If you watch our Monday live show, you know My Perfect Franchise is the sponsor of our recruiting content. Uh, we were off for Memorial Day, but we're back because official visits are here. So I'm here to tell you about MyPerfectFranchise.net and Andy Ludicky. He is the uh, owner of MyPerfectFranchise.net, a franchise consultation company. So if you're ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream, maybe you want a side hustle, or maybe you want to look longer, build a legacy for your family, generational wealth, uh, diversity, all those things you can achieve through having a steady income uh, on the side of, of whatever you do, and this is a way you can do that. Check out My Perfect Franchise. Andy Ludicky is a franchise consultant with extensive experience placing people like you with a perfect franchise to manage. And that's the whole point right, right there, placing you with the perfect franchise to manage. We got a chance to talk to him, uh, you know, when we started this partnership. And I'll be honest, I'm really skeptical of things like this because this is it. Like you might be investing a large portion of your nest egg into an opportunity like this and having it work out is incredibly important. And Andy is very confident in his placement rate, his success rate, and his hit rate. He's going to find everything that matches your financial level, your expertise, and your passion because you're going to work harder at things you're passionate about. And he gets into all of that stuff. You can get a consultation with him. His services are 100% free. He's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership. Check out Blue White Illustrated on the message board where you can talk to him there or email Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. You can also check out his phone number here uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, 404-973-9901. Thanks again to Andy and uh, My Perfect Franchise for sponsoring the BWI Live show and of course any recruiting content we have here on youtube huge recruiting fan so he's into all this conversation ryan hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's talk now about the positional breakdown because we started with Liam Andrews, but it's not just Liam Andrews. Defensive tackle takes center stage with a ton of uh, top prospects on the board coming to visit this weekend. So, so where do you want to start with that? And how, first off, how does that work? Is that how do you get multiple guys maybe vying for the same spot in the same building at the same time talking and, and being together? And is it more about kind of collaboration of, hey, all we can do to work together? Uh, uh, that just seems very interesting to me. So let's discuss the defensive tackle position wherever you want to start. Yeah, well, I mean, to answer your question there, uh, they really want to take like three or four defensive tackles this year, right? So there's no, they have zero right now. Well, Caleb Brewer could potentially be defensive tackle. I, I'm still right. listing him as an athlete, and it's really kind of just 50-50. I mean, they just want to get Caleb on campus, and, and they'll figure it out. Who, By the way, Caleb's going to camp this weekend with the staff, so I'll be really curious to see, uh, you know, what side of the ball he's playing on, if he's playing on both sides. We'll maybe get a little peek into that uh, come Sunday. Uh, but anyway, I'm um, Three, three other notables outside of Liam Andrews, of course, and Morris Williams was a guy we confirmed yesterday. Uh, four-star prospect rising out of uh, North Carolina. Um, on three still has him at three-star. He's a four-star at every other site, and I'm sure on three will uh, end up boosting him up here uh, once the ratings are updated. The, the consensus has him at number 26 nationally. He's a defensive lineman. 
uh, number 239 nationally overall, you know, for, for, for all positions. And uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Penn State's, I don't want to say they're getting a little late here. They did offer him about, ooh, I don't know, was it five, six, seven, eight days ago? Or no, excuse me, a little longer than that. Um, I'm mixing him up with somebody else. But uh, I, right now, this kind of looks like Florida's the team to beat uh, in, in this recruitment uh, with, with Tennessee also firmly in there. Tennessee just hosted him for an unofficial visit last weekend. And, uh, you know, they're, they're expected to get him back. Uh, so this looks like Florida, Tennessee, probably the two favorites with Penn State, uh, you know, still very much in the mix. I mean, Penn State is probably sitting third right now, uh, and this will be his first time uh, coming up to Happy Valley. So, uh, you know, you never know what to expect when a guy hasn't been here, right? They, they might come here and absolutely fall in love with it. So uh, Nittany Lions, I mean, Nittany Lions certainly in the mix here, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll just have to get a better feel for the situation when he leaves campus. Uh, the other two, David Polly Polly, of course, uh, from Hempfield and Xavier Gilliam uh, out of uh, Maryland, uh, Wild Lake High School. Uh, we, we've talked about both those guys substantially, of course, you know, with, with Polly Polly being an in-state guy, uh, Gilliam, you know, Maryland, not in-state, but uh, maybe the, the state that Penn State recruits best outside of Pennsylvania. So two important players, both guys Penn State would would absolutely take uh, today or, you know, Sunday, I guess, if they wanted to commit. Uh, Gilliam, I, I, I still think Penn State is is – you know, has all their uh, chips pushed, not all their chips pushed. In. I don't want to make that sound like he's their main guy, but uh, there's, I mean, he's a take. Uh, he, he wants yeah. to come in on Sunday. They will absolutely take Xavier Gilliam. He has a couple other uh, official visits lined up Duke, Virginia Tech, NC State. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think he's going to take those other visits, uh, but, I, but I also firmly believe that, you know, and he, he understands Penn State's probably the best opportunity for him. And, uh, he's long been considered a, a guy that I, I expect to to end up at Penn State. So let's see where the cards fall there. Uh, David Polly Polly, of course, uh, probably leaning towards Michigan right now. Penn State was expected to host him after Michigan. So in two weeks from now, was that June 16th to the 18th? That was the original plan. Uh, our colleague EJ Holland, uh, who of course works for the Wolverine, got did an interview with Polly Polly. I don't know, uh, five, six, seven, eight. About a week ago, we'll say somewhere in there, and he, you know, pretty much flat out admitted Michigan's the team to beat, and uh, that the Penn State stuff's kind of up in the air. Well, what's Penn State do? <laughs> they get that information uh, and they go on the attack. They line up Penn State, uh, you know, they line up an official visit, of course, for this weekend to get ahead of Michigan and and uh, you know put make sure that they get him on campus because there it certainly felt like there was a real chance that wouldn't happen. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'd still probably have to lean towards Michigan, though. The, the Wolverines have an 85% chance, in, according to the on three RPM. And I think that's actually uh, pretty accurate. That's probably where I, where I would put that at the moment. So I'm sure this visit will go well. He's going to say great things coming out of it. Uh, but the Wolverines are going to get the, uh, the last opportunity next weekend to change his mind. And we'll, 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 see things, we'll see where things go from there. How big of a weekend is this uh, for Dion Barnes, uh, defensive line coach? Because Jalen... Harvey also coming on campus as well for him in as a defensive end. How big of a weekend is this for Penn State to get on the board with a defensive line prospect? Yeah, I mean, it would be great if they could. I mean, Harvey would be my pick. Uh, if I mean, Harvey or Gilliam would certainly be my pick, right? If, if they're going to get a commitment this weekend, those would be the guys. I mean, look, Penn State wants to take, like I said, three defensive tackles this year. Like that is a number they absolutely want. They would take four. And then you have defensive end where it's like two or three. So, you know, they're aiming for five defensive linemen this year, but potentially six. And, uh, you know, right now, as we said, Caleb Brewer is kind of the only guy that that would potentially fit that role. So they need to get the ball rolling here. At the same time, I don't want to make it – I don't want to, you know, 
have fans thinking that if they don't get a defensive lineman this week, that yeah, they're in trouble. I mean, all you got to do is look at the the weeks ahead with Malachi uh, 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 Williams coming, excuse me, uh, from from Philadelphia. Uh, you have Benedict Ume coming. You got Xavier Porter from Tampa. Uh, I know I'm missing some guys uh, yeah. as well. Devontae Waller is probably a defensive end now. Like, there's a lot of options uh, over the next three weeks. Brian Robinson, of course, I didn't mention, uh, out of Ohio. So, like, there are quite a few quality guys. And, again, like, Penn State's going to set the bar high with some of these guys. They're going to take some other visits, and then they're going to end up committing uh, on the back end of the month or or early in um, in July. So, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I don't want to – Overthink it too much, but don't get me. I mean, make no mistake. They they need to get the ball rolling along the defensive line. Uh, another place. Let's skip over to another room that doesn't have any commits right now. Receiver. Another new coach in the staff with Marcus Higgins. Uh, what can you tell us about the receivers that Penn State has uh, on campus this weekend? Yeah, two important guys. Chance Robinson. I've been pounding that drum for a long, long time now. He's committed to Miami out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, very strong relationship with Chance and his family. I mean, that's the the feedback I continue to get is is that you know Penn State feels like they've really uh, built a good connection with his parents, both of whom are police officers in Phil- or Philadelphia, in Miami. Um, you know, I, I just think from what I understand, you know, they really like a lot of what Penn State's program stands for, right? So let's see. This will be only. I think Chance has only been here once before. I thought he came to the whiteout game last year. And I think this is going to be his only his second time on campus. So uh, he also has official visits, official visits. I can't talk today, T Frank official visits lined up to Florida, Auburn and Miami. Right. So uh, he's going to check out some other schools as well. Like I said, he's committed to Miami, but Auburn and Florida are going to get him on campus. But um, you know, out of the guys committed elsewhere right now, the Penn state's still pursuing, you know, I certainly feel that they, are under the impression that chance is one of their best opportunities for a flip candidate. Now, of course, we'll get to December down the road when coaches, uh, you know, get fired or whatever. There will be many more opportunities for for that. But right now, uh, Chance Robinson certainly stands out from that perspective. It won't be easy to flip them. I don't. I don't want to yeah. pretend like this is something that's leaning in Penn State's favor or anything like that. It's it's certainly not. But uh, you know, the, the, there's just been a lot of positive talk and and. A lot of talk that he fits this program really well. I mean, yeah. that's been the talk since really, I don't know, last year about how is, well he fits Penn State. So this will be their this, chance to prove that. Go ahead. This is what we were talking about with King Mac as well. St. Thomas mm-hmm. Aquinas, the uh, same, same team that King Mac came from. Feels like that's kind of a, a general vibe. St. Thomas and Penn State kind of have a, a, a similar outlook as programs and they have players that fit really well. And, and uh, by the way, Chance Robinson, Home, you were right. I, I watched mm-hmm. his film and I kind of took a deep dive into it. I think he's awesome. I think yeah. this dude is is something special. And they've got a couple of guys lined up like that. Uh, if they can flip him, I think he would be a major win for the re- receiver class. Uh, who else are we looking at this weekend? Yeah, just Jalen Hornsby then. Those are the the two wide receivers this weekend. Uh, of course, Jalen news came out uh, about, I don't know, 10 days ago or so that Jalen Hornsby is uh, transferring from Camden High School to Winslow Township. Why is Winslow Why is Winslow Township significant? Of course, that's where Bill Belton coaches. Christian Hackenberg is the offensive coordinator, uh, so that's got to end up being a win for Penn State down the road. Uh, we know he's going to take an official visit to Texas A and M and Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse will be next weekend. A and M will be the weekend after that. I, I feel like this is a re- this is a recruitment Penn State can absolutely win. You know, at the same time, I, I look at Nick Marsh. I look at Chance Robinson. Those guys feel like they're in a probably a different tier at the moment. Uh, yeah, maybe one or two other sure. guys are in there, but right now, certainly those two guys are the ones that are, 
you know, they're going all out for, right? And not saying they're not pushing for Hornsby. Like if Hornsby wants to come in on Sunday, they will. I just I just get the impression of how I'm just trying to, I guess, push how important Marsh and and Robinson are are, are to the staff. But I mean, again, yeah. this is another position that needs a handful of guys, and that this was, I think they were what they went for about at least three wide receivers uh, to to start the year with this class, and uh, right now they they have nothing at the moment. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but again, like other positions, or just like defensive line. You know, there's a lot of quality guys. Marsh, of course, comes next weekend. You got Josiah Brown, who I think they're trending well with. So uh, no matter what happens this weekend, there are quite a few quality guys that uh, Penn State's in a good position with coming in the coming weeks. Yeah, I wrote about the receiver position. I wrote a lot about receivers this week. But um, before the show today, we posted this breaking down by position. And then, you know, kind of ranking players and and Hornsby is a committable player, right? He's so he's he's a really talented football player. But as you mentioned, like in the hierarchy of other players on the list, there are a couple that might be higher. So there's that nuance. There's that kind of middle ground of everything goes right for Penn State. You have to, have to make some tough decisions on Hornsby, but absolutely part of their plans, I think, in terms of talent level and fit for what they're looking for. Because remember... <laughs> I don't need to tell you. You've been telling me they want to get bigger, and he plays big, as you could see there on his highlight film. So defensive tackle, wide receiver, two important uh, positions this weekend. But offensive line, despite the fact that they're already doing a really great job in terms of how many players they have committed and the talent level and potential you know, greatness of some of those players, still more offensive linemen coming on. So what, what can you tell us about the, the offensive line group this weekend? Yeah, two Florida guys, Derek Plaz, I believe it is. I haven't talked to Derek before, but Derek Plaz, Plaz, we'll call him. Um, uh, Penn State offered, uh, I don't know, was that, was that, uh, I think it was earlier this month uh, that he, he picked up an offer. So quick turnaround here to get him on campus, 6'5", 280. Uh, seems to be a true, a true tackle prospect. Uh, Duke, Miami, NC State, uh, all three of them are expected to get him on campus later. So I, I, this wouldn't be a guy that I would expect Penn State to, to, to get a commitment from this week or anything like that. And then you have uh, Ty Hilton as well from Oviedo, uh, 6'4", 272 is what we have him listed at. Uh, he's a true tackle prospect as well. He's a guy that I'm really curious to see Super where he long. stands. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm curious to get measurements on him this week. Um, you know, just just kind of see where he's at. But I know Troutwine went down to his school. Uh, I think it was around May 25th. Yeah, it was the day he got offered, and uh, just really, really impressed with with what he saw from him physically. Of course, it's the evaluation period, so he's able to kind of get to see him up close there. So another guy that uh, I think Florida's probably trending with as well. He's got OVs to Florida State in Miami. Florida does feel like the favorite. Uh, with Hilton but I mean to me these we, we call call them reconnaissance missions right you know get them on campus yeah. for the first time uh, see how they mesh with the staff get to know their families and things like that that's the most important thing um, you know for, for both these guys who haven't been here is really just kind of seeing how they vibe with with everybody around the program but uh, both players that the trout wine's really excited with of course they have four alignment committed they'd love to get uh, two more quality tackles if they can again they got eight players on their roster right now who uh, are entering their fourth year eligibility or more. So they knew Penn State always knew coming in this year they'd have to stack up on linemen. And, uh, you know, they've done a great job with that so far. And, and, and Troutwine's trying to find two more guys here that, uh, you know, kind of got under the radar a little bit. But, man, when you get to see them up close during that eval period, they really shoot up in the – of course, they'll shoot up probably in the ratings, but shooting up recruiting yeah. boards most importantly. 
Yeah, two things stand out to me about these guys. First off, both are excellent athletes and kind of like fit all of the mold you're looking for in terms of a swing tackle because especially Plaz, I think he has really good guard versatility as well. So he's you take him as a tackle, but I believe he has the ability to play inside where they've got two really tall guys that they've already have committed that are pure tackle prospects. Both these guys, I do think, despite the fact that they can play tackle, have the length and athleticism to do it, can also flip inside. They're not they're not so tall and they're not so long that they would have a disadvantage of being on the interior. So they fit that situation really well and can complement the class, but you got to find out, as you said, all the other information about them, uh, really smart to target guys like this here in the class, considering the other guys that they're going to have in terms of, you know, the, the top targets they already have on the board. This all makes sense. You know, the mm -hmm. just, I'm impressed by Phil Troutwine's ability to find these guys and find, you know, players that don't have a ton of flaws or holes in their game that were from a, from an athletic standpoint and that he can develop because that's the other half of this. Both of these guys, a little bit raw, super talented, and both looking for development. And both of them mentioned this in articles. This is something I, I talked about in the message board the other day. Not that, not that everyone in the world knows about Phil Troutwine, but I feel like Penn State fans have a good understanding of he's a developer of talent. He's growing this reputation. Uh, just one small nugget of of evidence that that sort of um that sort of mentality is spreading where other people and other important prospects are are viewing him in a similar way so i think that that's a huge positive for Penn State as well if all of the great recruits didn't give you that information already last thing i want to get to and that is the secondary um you're gonna have to fill me in on some of this stuff where there's some some new names here including a juco player so tell me about uh sioni loea yeah, uh, I'm kind of learning myself, if I'm being honest. Right. Uh, I, like, I mean, I think the main thing here is it, look at Penn State's scholarship roster, right? Uh, they have a big kind of gap here. They got a bunch of quality young guys. Uh, the fact that Kalen King's probably going to go pro this year. You got Daquan Hardy uh, leaving, who, who am I missing? Johnny Dixon's probably done. Yep. Like, uh, they they have they need to get some some guys with these scholarships they have available uh, who have a little bit of experience and and he's certainly moving up the board. This is again another kind of re recon mission though. They they want to see how he fits. He's never been here before, or anything like that. So let's get a, a better feel for that. But um, six three one sixty five, right? Uh, certainly has the size there. Yeah. Had a good good senior or a good senior season, good freshman season uh, out there is, uh, I think it's San Mateo uh, college, yes. uh, which is out in California. So I'll be honest, I got, I got to learn more of myself. Fitz was been kind of following this recruitment a little more uh, than I have, but you know, from, from a size perspective, it checks out, you know, we, we know Terry Smith really likes uh, the way he moves and all that kind of stuff. But again, this is going to be one of those guys where uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, certainly by Monday on the, on the, uh, you know, recap show, I can probably give you a little bit of a better feel for, for where he's at on Penn State's board. Yeah, six four, super long. I mean, this makes sense considering some of the body types they've had recently. He has that Joey Porter Jr. size, but the the thing I'm just looking at it right here is like how fast is he? Does that matter when you have that length and you can be that physical? Because you can see him in all of those situations in press man coverage fits this defense and defensive style pretty well. Um, but then it just becomes, as you said, fit measurables a lot of these guys here are not like fully known prospects and that'll be something to to monitor coming out of this last guy though i think in terms of uh your ability to talk to him 
has been a bit of a mystery. But in terms of where he fits in the picture, safety Dewan Lane is where we're going to end the show today. Uh, how important is he to Anthony Poindexter at that safety position? Yeah, I mean, I would have him as number one uh, as for for Dex's safety board. Uh, there's a couple quality guys, you know, Torre and Kaj Sanders, Jalen McClain, a couple others. But I, I think Lane. Yeah, <laughs> I remember having a talk with Dex one time, and I was. Yeah, not it was I forget who it was about. It was about one of the current players and you know how long he is and all that stuff. And you know, Dex always raised. He's like, "Man, look at me. You know, I, I'm a long safety. I'm a tall safety." And then I, yeah. I do a terrible Dex voice. He's like, "I love big safeties, man." Like, so I just always have that in my head when we see someone like Dewan Lane, who's six two, almost pushing six three. Of like, oh man, this guy looks like a linebacker. And then I just I have that Dex voice in my head about how he loves long safeties. I always <laughs> just kind of remind myself of that. So uh, certainly a safety, certainly a guy who moves well. Uh, Dewan is not into the media scene. I don't know, man. He's, I don't know. I think I maybe did one interview with him, which was, I don't know, who knows how long ago now. Uh, but the, I think the key thing is, you know, he did tell us uh, in just, just short Twitter conversations uh, that Penn State is his only official visit. I'm pretty sure it is still his only official visit. Uh, and that says a lot, right, uh, when, when nothing else is said. I mean, he, all you got to do is look at his offer list, too. I don't, I don't know where Georgia and some of those, uh, you know, Notre Dame, those elite programs stand with him as far as their safety boards and whatnot. But, I mean, when you got North Carolina, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, Florida, Michigan, Tennessee, a and I, mean, I can go on and on. You know, some of these schools absolutely have to be pushing for him to get an official visit. And, again, as of, I don't know, a handful of days ago, Penn State was still – the only one he has set. So that's a great sign for Penn State. Certainly someone that I don't want to say would be on commitment watch, but when you add everything up, and it's certainly everyone in last year we speak with seems to feel pretty good about this situation. Um, you know, he he could be a potential dark horse for for commitment this weekend. So keep an eye on that. And uh, who else? Did we not mention someone? I'm trying to think. Chris Cole. Uh, Chris Cole mention- is the only guy we yeah. didn't really get into uh, as far as guys that are obviously important and top near the top of a board. For sure. I mean, I look, they need they need an athletic linebacker. Uh, oh, by the way, Kari Jackson's on campus this weekend, too. He's the yep. lone commitment coming. I don't want to uh, do this pod and not mention uh, Kari, of course, who's been a loyal uh, commitment for a long time and somebody Penn State's very high on. Um, which, by the way, I'm rambling now, but Anthony Speck is going to be here this weekend, too, uh, oh. up at camp. So both uh, Penn State's middle linebackers will be here at some point this weekend. But anyway, uh, for that outside linebacker, you know, they, they're, they're going to take a third. They want an athletic guy. It's going to be Chris Cole or Elijah Newby from everything you know we've gathered so far. Both of them are pretty high on Penn State. I could see either of them committing. You know, I would lean towards Elijah is the one who seems higher on Penn State at the moment. Uh, and look, Chris Cole has some great visits lined up. Notre Dame, Miami, Georgia, right? I mean, all quality schools right there. So let's see where things play out. So. I mean, the interview he gave me at the Under Armour camp was Georgia's Georgia, man. Like, how can you not be fascinated with Georgia? Yeah. Uh, so, look, I definitely left that with the uh, impression that the the dogs are, um, you know, the front runner here. And, hey, they've earned that, you know, back-to-back national championships and what they've done over the last four or five years. So let's see where their linebacker board sits as well. That, that Fisher visit isn't for another two weeks, but – um, you know, this is a very important visit for Penn State. Awesome athlete. We got to see him up close at Under Armour. And, uh, you know, the length is really impressive, especially yep. for how well he moves. So this guy fits exactly what Manny Diaz and, and James Franklin, everybody wants as far as those rangy linebackers. Uh, they're just going to probably have to beat out Georgia to get him. I did a bit of advanced scouting on him. You can check it out at bluewhiteillustrated.com. I love his football skills. Position versatility. He played, um, you know, 
outside linebacker sort of thing walked up as a you know as an actual linebacker not as an edge rusher but still played along the line of scrimmage as an outside linebacker in the run game he's played off ball linebacker which i love watching actual translatable skills uh on field instead of having to watch a defensive end and squint and be like does that work at a off ball linebacker and then of course he plays safety for uh for selma high school so he's got a ton of range as you mentioned um, but that top of that linebacker board, it's gonna be it's gonna be tight because uh, those are two really good athletes, and I, I I I will be interested to see how that one plays out and how Penn State is able to make a determination between those two. Is it down to one or the other? Um, I know that it's always uh, there's always wiggle room, but with the way that they took linebackers last year, having two mics this year, do you think that they would take two outside linebackers again? Depends on when, you know, it's how we were talking about this on the board this week. I mean, look, this is still a class that I projected 78 or 70. I'm out of it today. I'm rusty. We haven't done a pod in like, what, two weeks? I'm yeah. out of it, man. Oh, sound terrible. 28, not 78. If, I'll tell you what, there's a 78 class. I, I'm retiring. I'm not trying to follow <laughs> 78 commitments, uh, which the would also result in five. You wouldn't have to do any uh, recruiting stuff for about three years or so because they would have so many players, they wouldn't have any room. Hopefully. Um, anyway, 28 is what I was going with that. Uh, so, look, this class is about halfway done. And so if you get into a situation, right, where, say, Elijah Newby, who comes in a week or two, say he commits, and Chris Cole wants to commit in the beginning of July and Penn State still hasn't passed that 20 commitment point, yeah, I don't see how you pass him up. And even if they get a little bit above 20, He's too good of an athlete to pass up. But again, if we get into a situation where they're at 23, 24 commitments and they got two defensive linemen committed and, you know, one wide receiver, something like that. Well, then, yeah, you have to make tough decisions there because you have other positions that just simply need the numbers. So it's always kind of a when, who, mm -hmm. where a kind of situation. It's it's never really black and white. It just depends on who the player is, who's already committed and, and the spots that are that are still needed to uh, to hit. So but I mean, look, both these guys look at look at their length, look at the way they move. They're everything that Penn State wants at that position. So it'd be really hard for them to say no. Uh, if you want more information on recruiting, bluewhiteillustrated.com, the new June offer, I believe, is... Uh, a dollar. A, a dollar. dollar. It's back, T. Frank. Remember when you used to pull out the dollar? Back, <laughs> yes. Guys. Uh, it's only three months now. You guys missed out on the full year thing. If you didn't take advantage of that, uh, I'm sorry. But yeah, a dollar for three months. You get all summer for a buck. You can also do a, a year for uh, 50. But I mean, come on, a dollar for three months. I don't know. I don't know how you can pass that up. Yes, yeah, so check that out, uh, bluewhiteillustrated.com. There's never a bad time to sign up. This is a great time going into all the flurry of information about who's committing, who's not committing, who's coming, who's not coming, because behind the scenes, the things that we haven't seen or talked about here on the show is who was on the list and who is off the list and who wasn't coming, all that stuff. Ryan has been tracking all of that. Bluewhiteillustrated.com is your way to do it. And as always, Ryan, we were going to do 20 minutes. We did 35 uh, because we are exceptionally... Uh, talkative people. I love having they the conversation. They just ask you why I haven't posted a story yet. I'm, I'm going to blame you, T. Frank. You always holding me. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> uh, so sign up now. Subscribe here to bluewhiteillustrated.com on YouTube. And I apologize uh, that we're not live live today. Uh, just the scheduling with how everything goes on on recruiting weekends. We weren't able to get this done live at noon because there's a bunch of stuff going on. So uh, we went uh, with the sort of live look here on YouTube, but we'll be back to doing live shows on Monday. Ryan and I will be back. You're not the only one 
who's uh, rushing into the weekend. Uh, by the way, not a weekend because Ryan and I are going to be there Sunday uh, getting all kinds of information. Camps are going on. It's camp season. Um, so we'll get all of that stuff in that information, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Again, I'm repeating myself, so we'll just get out of here. Talk to you again on Monday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.